0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, and happy Saturday. Here we are. Um, another. What, this is the last Saturday of the month, so 2022 It has flown by. It, it really has. So good morning. I am your host of the Lioness Lounge, Takresha Blunt. I am also um, the owner and founder of Takresha Blunt Coaching and Consultant, Takresha S. Blunt Coaching and Consultant, as well as Blissful Brew Tees, your online gourmet tea. And specialty tea company ooh getting tongue-tied early this morning so let's get started last night i did the podcast and um like clockwork i had one person that instantly went and listened to him so thank you i'm glad that you are taking the time to listen to my podcast i hope it helps you and develops you and help you grow out of the spirits of negativity and into the spirit of happiness so um Understanding that we're not liked by everybody is is the biggest thing that women struggle with. We want to be like, we want to be popular, we want to be in the in crowd, we want to be around the names, we want big tag names of of artists and, and we, uh, special, I, I don't know, celebrities. We want to tag them and, and hope that they respond and, and all of this. Um, and I could go back to Damon Johns, and I've met Mr. Johns uh, uh, at a couple of conferences that I've been to. But prior to meeting him, you know, I was on his thing and he was talking about, somebody asked a question to him about making candles out of liquor bottles. And he was telling them what to do. So I put a question up and I said, would there be any copyright infringement in fragments? If they did this, could they possibly get sued? And my friend, she came back and she said, if he answers you, I'm going to scream. And then he answered. See, you got to ask questions. I'm not trying to get, I'm I'm interested in knowing, like, is that a copyright? Because most liquor bottles or liquor companies, they, like, just say Hennessy. That's copyrighted. So if I make a product using their product, could I possibly be sued? Could I possibly receive a cease and desist letter? Most people don't understand that they just jump on it. And he said the best thing to do is contact them and see can you get a a, um, a, a rights to do it or work out something with them. We don't think that far ahead because we're we're always thinking I gotta post a picture with this person or you know if I post a picture with with. Erica Badu, I get 300 likes, but if I just post a picture with Lisa, y'all know I love Lisa, if, if you post a picture with just Lisa, you get two or three likes. See, Lisa might be somebody that's a multimillionaire or a billionaire and y'all don't know it, but you're so stuck on what's trending or who's in the trend. A lot of rich people do not post they what they have they not walking around saying I own this I own that I own this I own that oh I got this So they being flashy if you look at Oprah Winfrey Oprah wear her clothes could be a, a million dollars for a sweater that she got on but you wouldn't know because she's not being flashy with it she's just being her she's just living her life And some of you are so stuck on, well, if this person don't have this, I can't socialize with them. If this person don't have this, I can't deal with them. I can't be seen with them. But that might be a rich person and you over here struggling to get to where they at. We gotta understand that in life, what people do, they don't always have to broadcast it. We don't always have to walk around and and say, okay, I own this. If, if you know me you know I love purses. I'm not too big on shoes but I saw a picture in my stories and I forgot I brought this Jay Renee set years ago so I called my mom and I said mom have you seen that Jay Renee set that I brought? She said what's that? I said it was the shoes that was kind of colorful with the matching purse. She said it's up in the closet. I said you sure? So she got it down and I got a picture of it. So it is It is up in the closet. It's brand new, I've never worn it. I, I'm not even into, I wasn't, let me put it this way. I wasn't into Jay Renee. But the lady in the Eastern Star that I was very close to Miss Stewart, that has since passed, that was her heart. She loved Jay Renee. She would go to Dillard's. This lady must have had a $50,000 better credit limit at, at Dillard's. She would go to dealers, and they would call her sometime and say, "Miss um, Miss Louise, we have um, some new Jay Renee stuff coming in." And she said, "Okay, I'll be over there." And she jumped in that Lincoln, cause that lady loved Lincoln Continentals, and I think that's gonna be my next car. I'm, I'm debating, but I love the new Lincolns. Um, they're beautiful. They, you know. But she would jump in that that silver Lincoln, and she would head over to dealers and she would go to the dealers and she would get whatever new J. Renee's they got out. The lady loved Jay Renee's. And I say, Miss Stewart, you always getting up. She said, baby, I can't wear them spike heels like Grace do, but these is my favorite. So I, I went in, and I said, okay, I'm gonna get a pair and I'm gonna see what she talking about. I never wore them, but I tried them on and I walked around in the house with them and they are comfortable. But most people not gonna go buy a J. Renee because you don't know what J. Renee is. Or it's not Gucci, or it's not Louis Vuitton, or it's not red bottoms, which I own several pair of red bottoms and they hurt. They hurt your feet. I have a pair of um, Christian Louis Vuitton slides. I think I got two pair that are red bottom. One pair I don't wear because they hurt. They, They are the most uncomfortable shoes you could buy. And I, I was like, why did I spend this much money? But the other pair, they're okay, and I wear them around casually, and, that, you know, it is what it is. But we are so hooked on trying to, <clears throat> I'm not even going to say keep up with the Joneses, because the Joneses did. And these days and age, all y'all are doing is trying to be fleshy to feel like you're a part of society. You're trying to be flashy to feel like you're a part of something, that you belong, that you're popular, because you put a Gucci belt on. Um, sad part is, Gucci don't even make those belts that big, so most of y'all have knockoffs on, and that's totally fine. I used to sell them, so you can't trick me, because I know what's a knockoff and what's real. When I walked into the Cherry Tree Mall, when I was working in Denver, I rewarded myself. See, I buy two big ticket items a year. That's it. I don't care how much it is, those are my two big ticket items. And I buy those twice a year. That's in rewards to all of the hard work and dedication I do throughout the year. But I don't have to brag about it. See, before I went into the Louis Vuitton store, I actually stopped in, um, where was I? Saks, I think it was. And I brought some Tom Ford lipstick. Lipstick for seventy-two dollars, and I brought some new Tom Ford perfume because I really like Tom Ford. That don't make me. You wouldn't know what kind of lipstick I have on. It looks like any other lipstick. The reason I brought it was I liked the color, and I was rewarding myself. I, I actually said this is this is gonna be my weekend, and I do a little bit extra on spending. And I brought that lips that lip. It's a lip type. Um, I don't know what they, uh, um, stain, lip stain. So I buy this lipstick. I still have it. That's the funny part. It has lasted me all these years because I don't wear it all the time. But it's, it's quality and it was good. And that's fine. But I have MAC lipstick. I have some other lipstick. I got a lot of different, Revlon. I got different kinds of lipstick. But the problem is that's not what makes me. Because when I put that lipstick on, You don't know what brand that is. You have no idea. I gotta walk around with the bottle in my hand and put it next to my face to just prove that I have on Tom Ford. See, we doing the most at trying to keep up with people or impress somebody because we went out and spent $72 on some lipstick. Reward yourself when you need to be watered. You don't have to show what you have. You just gotta understand what your purchase is, is for you. It's not for you to be running around trying to keep up with people. It's not for you to be running around trying to be in a, in a circle that isn't really even a circle because some of those people in that circle may be having knockoff stuff. And you around here spending thousands of dollars not getting ahead, trying to keep up and fit in in the in crowd. I love purses. So when I walked into the Louis Vuitton store, I already knew what I wanted. I told the lady what I wanted. She didn't, she didn't seem like she was ex- I don't know if she was thinking I wasn't going to buy but I had intentions on buying the purse and the matching wallet but she was so dry in serving me no help whatsoever I told her I didn't want a scrap I said I don't want a scrap she brought me out the one with the scrap I said ma'am I don't want the strap I want it without the strap I don't like it with the strap she says oh and she just walked off and came back And she says, well, this one is a little bit more. I said, I didn't ask you the price. I said, that's the one I wanted. So I said, never mind. You can go ahead, wrap my stuff up, and I'll go ahead and pay. So I was going to pay with my credit card. But instead, I said, I'm going to pay cash because I had the cash on me. And she kind of looked at me. And she says, oh, would you like to look? No, I don't want to look at anything else. This is all I'm going to get from you because you didn't show any eagerness to help me until I pulled out my cash. So let me pay for my stuff, you bag it up, and then I will be out of your store and out of the way. And that's exactly what I did, and she was shocked. So when I, as I was leaving, the other lady said, ma'am, <clears throat> are you okay, is everything fine? I say, everything's okay. It wasn't the best. Because see, when I go in Gucci, and I buy stuff in Gucci, they roll out the red carpet for you. They put on the white gloves and touch their products and they help you. And I love it. That's why I buy so much. I had used to buy a lot of Gucci. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy some Louis Vuitton. But I won't do that. So my next big ticket item, I will be in the Gucci store again. Because the service is phenomenal. It is great. They treat you like you are a customer and somebody that they want to spend their money. Not something like, oh, here she comes. She ain't got no money. You know, and lo and behold, the other lady was nice. So I said, I was gonna buy two items. I said, but your young lady that was waiting on me, she didn't show that she really wanted my business. So I just brought the one item and and now I'll go to another Louis Vuitton when I get, you know, to another area and I'll get the wallet. She said, well, if you don't mind, I would like to help you. And I said, sure. So I went back in the store and I not only brought the wallet, I brought what, a smaller purse than the one I brought. So now this lady's looking like, well, she didn't spend it because you know they get commission. She didn't spend all of that with me because you didn't have the eagerness. You didn't show the, the, you didn't show that you wanted my money or my business. So I'm not gonna give you all my money and my business because you don't show me any respect as a person coming in your store. See, and that's what I was telling my old coworker. Yesterday I say listen You gotta realize I say you gotta understand So many people have graced by because they've been in a position for so long With just do what it takes to get your paycheck That's because that person They know they could get the check there, but they have gotten so comfortable. They really don't care most of the time they don't care because they know they could get, they they figured out a system to do just enough so that they don't get let go or do just enough so that they don't get in any trouble. Or just enough so it don't bring any attention to them. But when you come in and you're eager and you're trying and you're pushing and you want to help and you and you know stuff, people get intimidated by you. People get upset with you. People start to hate you. People start to form lies about you, make up stuff, and anything. And that's not just with work. That's in life in general. There could be a person that knows absolutely nothing about you other than what they can pull together off of a blog or social media or a website or or going to your podcast or going to your YouTube or, or whatever, and they formulate your life. Oh, she did this she did this she was this she didn't ever have nothing so what she may not have had anything back then but you don't know what she has you have no idea what this woman has but you formulate a mindset to tear somebody down because you are torn down because you're not happy because you're that rock that's sitting at a place and you're stuck and you could get unstuck if you really wanted to, but a lot of you have grown to adapt to misery that you don't know how to let, let it go. And the first step is, a, is accepting, hey, I'm in a place that I don't wanna be in anymore. Or I'm in a place that I'm not being liked because of my ways. See, people know their actions. I was talking to another friend and she said, trust me, people know their actions. They know what they're doing. But because they get away with it, they continue to do it. And, and I believe that. But I also believe sometimes they get so comfortable with their actions. In the beginning, they knew it. But if they do it for so long, years, years of this same type of mentality, it becomes a custom and they think that's reality. But only thing is doing is making you be the woman that's going to be how do they say it? The, the old cat lady with nothing but cats because nobody wants to come around her. Or the, or, the, or the, you remember in the movies, it was always a house and they say that's the mean lady that lived there and everybody made fun of her or they threw rocks when they walked by. That's all that's building you to be. It's not building you to be somebody that's gonna be somebody. Your success is gonna come when you stop being evil to other people. Stop criticizing other people. I, I have a lady that I follow on TikTok. I love her. She She's a plus size lady. Um, She's had surgery, but she's still big, but she's beautiful. She's nice. She make funny videos on there. And she, you know, she do all kind of crazy stuff. And I've been on a few of her lives and she's a, she's a wonderful lady. Well, somebody made a TikTok of this, you know, how they have this new trend where you wear your color and you bring a basket in with all them colors. Well, the girl came through the door, and I think she had on blue. And this other girl, she said, you couldn't even get your big ass through the I almost couldn't get your big ass through the door. See, that's that's the problem right there. Right there. That one little problem became the major thing. Because that's all y'all little-minded people in society think about. That's all they think about is to make fun and find issues. But the lady that I follow on TikTok, she remixed that video and she said, this is a problem. Here we have another black woman that you're trying to tear down. See, y'all think it's funny. And it be these little young girls. And sometimes it's older ones. Y'all, y'all think it's funny to make fun of other people until people start making fun of you. Until people start pointing out your flaws. Because ain't nobody on this earth perfect at all. But then you wouldn't like it you'll feel attacked. Now you running because you need to call this person and you need to go find help and you need to do this and oh, I'm going to do this. But what about when you were doing it? What about when you were doing it to other people? So here this lady is, you up here with your hair sticking up on top of your head. You're trying to pick at this plus size lady. You're trying to tear her down and make her feel less than what she feel. But the thing about it is she's with people. Not just by herself, she with people having a good time. You at home trying to find fault in her by yourself. You in the house. You don't have a circle of friends that you could say, "Okay, I'm I'm going with them. I'm a I'm going over here because I could go with them and and everything gonna be fine." But you don't. You guys don't see that. Because you're too busy trying to make fun of somebody. Because you're in your own way. Throughout school, elementary school, I was bullied. It didn't stop me. You know why I was bullied? And the young lady that bullied me can't even look me in my face today. She drops her face when she sees me and she speaks from looking at me with her head dropped down. And I said to her, hold your head up and look me in my eyes. You have no reason to drop your head and look down. This young lady has HIV. Ain't my problem. She bullied me all through school, elementary. She made fun of me in front of other people for them to laugh at me. And the only reason why was because my grandmother. My grandmother made me wear slip. She made me wear stockings. And she made me wear good clothing that they couldn't understand. And she thought that that was something funny. And I'm like, but it's not funny. It it, it you know, you you want to make fun of me for my grandmother raising me to be a lady. I had really really long hair and it was it was curly. And this young lady made fun of me. Because of my hair. She made fun of me. Because. I wore certain clothes. If I had on a skirt. I had to wear a slip. And I had to wear pantyhose. And it wasn't anything wrong with it. It was just the way my grandmother. Raised me. And. This this young lady would. Always make fun of me. She would walk behind me. And pull up my skirt to say that I had on pantyhose and stuff like that. And I would go home, and my grandmother would be like, what's wrong? And i said, say, Grandma, she's still making fun of me, and she's picking on me. She said, that's because she don't know what a lady is supposed to look like. You hold your head up, and you never look down at anybody. And that's what I did. And I kept going. And one day, she did it, and I turned around and said, your mama should put that on you, too. And she didn't know what to say. And and I kept walking. And then people came around and was like, where do you buy those at? Because those are cute. And I had all kind of little tights and leotard. You know, those little things and stuff my grandmother would put me on. And then my friends, we all started wearing them. So now she's sitting over there looking stupid. Back then, they were sexually active. I'm in elementary school. My cycle started and she literally made fun of me. And... My grandmother said, you're becoming a woman. Let her deal with it. And then when hers started, she messed up her clothes. And she, she didn't know what to do because people was laughing at her. But I went in my purse and I gave her some of my pads. And I said, I'll go and help you clean up because my grandmother showed me how to clean up. And that's what we did. We went in the bathroom and I showed her how to clean up. And I said, now you have to tie your jacket around you and you got to go home. But she didn't understand that you could bully somebody, but at the same time, why? Why are you bullying them? Like, it don't make any sense. And people don't get it. People really don't get it. One minute, I'm going to order my breakfast. Hi, welcome to Jack in the Box. How can I help you today? Um, yes. Can I get the jumbo breakfast platter with French toast? Okay. Did you want bacon, sausage, or both? Can I get sausage with extra sausage? Okay? Anything else for you? Um, and can I get a large uh you have sweet tea? We do. Sweet tea, please. Okay. Anything that, else? For no, you, ma'am, please? that'll be it. Okay. Your total will be 14.90 at the window. Thank, thank you. you. I share my breakfast with my engineer. So, listen. We got to realize that we've been through a lot. So, that was my elementary. And then when I get to junior high school Thank you. I get to junior high school, and, you know, in junior high school, we want to yeah. start dating. Yeah. And I started dating this Hispanic guy named Danny. You and and, and I, I had this watch. It was a, I think it was a guest watch, or I don't remember the name of the watch. But it was, you know, back then, that was the trend of what we were wearing and stuff. And I gave him my watch. You Thank you. I gave him my watch, and when I gave him my watch, he didn't want to give it back to me. And I was like, no, I can't go home without my watch. So I ended up getting in trouble because I didn't have my watch. My mom never beat me. I never got a spanking or any of that from my mother. But my auntie, oh, she didn't play. My mama got that one sister that did not play. She would beat us my mom would call her to beat me because my mama didn't want to want to be the one to whoop me and um my aunt my aunt was like you better come home with that watch you don't come home with that watch tomorrow i'm gonna whoop your butt and i knew she wasn't playing so i went back to school and i said give me my watch and i don't want to talk to you no more and he was like what's wrong with you i said you took my watch i'm in trouble and i want my watch back (laughs) And he gave me back my watch, and he was like, why are you in trouble? I said, because I can't go home without my watch. I kept telling you that. And he just laughed, and he said something. He said, um, you got to be kidding me. I said, no, I got in trouble because of my watch. And my aunt said, if I don't come home with my watch, she's going to beat my butt. So he gave me back my watch, and I wouldn't talk to him. Week went by, I still wouldn't talk. And he would write me, you know, back in school, you write these notes and stuff. And then he'd send people and his friends would be like, Danny say, why you won't talk to him? I say, because he took my watch and wouldn't give me back my watch. I was really stuck on that. And I stuck by that. And I never, we, I would just speak and keep going. I built my mind that I wasn't going to let people just walk over me. And that's just junior high school. And I, I had fun in junior high school. I hung out with some cool people. We 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 had fun but we did our work. I caught the school bus from from the village and um there you go, Thank goodness. you. Have a good day. You too. That's how I catch the school bus to work to school and um I literally just enjoyed my life. Like I had fun in junior high school. And when I got to high school we were the first ninth graders to embrace high school because remember high school used to be 10th through 12th. Well then my class, we were the first high schoolers to introduce ninth grade in Orange County. And I get to junior high school and they came to our high school, our junior high school and they did a, like a pre-registration. You got to choose your electives. And if you wanted to do foreign, well you had to take a foreign language. So when they was explaining and I said this last night, I didn't want Spanish and French. Everybody ran and they was doing French and they was doing Spanish. I was the only one and most people don't even know Jones High had a Latin class. I took that same class with Ernest, Dr. Ernest Page, Jr. We had class together. He, when I got to high school, he was a senior. Was he a senior, a junior or a senior? Either way, he was in my class and I took Latin. And, and he would help me with my Latin because in the beginning, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about this. So I was like, well, I'm gonna take Latin. So most people who take Latin, they go into the medical field. I wasn't planning on going on into the medical field back then. Not, not to my knowledge. Not, not knowing that I would need to read prescri- um, medical um, orders once I started working at the hospital. And in the in the field of doing the dietary area and getting certified in the therapeutic diets, which are special diets. Meaning if you're diabetic, if you're um, lactose intolerant, anything that was a special diet is considered a therapeutic diet. And I would have to do those orders because I was the only one that was certified until Miss Judy went and got certified. So then there was two of us. But see, I applied myself because I was working in the kitchen, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just was working at the hospital in the diet office, filling out, making sure everybody menu was right and putting it in there until I was approached and said, you should go. We would like for you to, would you be interested in getting certified? And I said, Absolutely. And I did what I had to do and I worked close with the dietitians to learn why I was taking the class. It was a short little class, but while I was taking it I worked close with the dietitians. So back to high school. I get to high school and this young lady walk up to me and she said, you you big George daughter? And I said, yeah. She said, you don't remember me? And I said, no. She said, it's Tank. I said, you here too? She said, yeah, because she didn't go to Robert E. Lee with me. She went to Memorial. And I said, yeah, I'm in the ninth grade. She said, me too. That's my best friend. That's my best friend right now today. We had some hiccups. We had some problems. But that is my best friend. And the hiccup and problem we had wasn't a falling out. It was my son's father and her. Um, I didn't get mad and a lot of people asked me, they said, why you still talk to her? And I said, what you mean why I still talk to her? And they said, you still talk to tank and she married your son father. I said, okay, I been left him. I don't care who he married. See, we get hung up as black women on well, that was her friend's man. And she got married. I don't care. I'm not with him no more. That's their problem. And that didn't last. You know why it didn't last? Because it wasn't the right way. He did it out of spite or what. I don't know what, he, what they did, because I never asked. But when she called me, and she said, I called her, actually, when I found out they were getting married. And I said, why you ain't tell me? She said, I wanted to, but I didn't want you to be mad. I said, I'm not mad. She said, I want you to be my maid of honor. I said, I would I would be more than glad to. I don't hate them. But see, it's, it shocked my son, Daddy, because he was like, well, no, nah, she can't be in the way. Because uh-uh, nah. he felt like I was going to do something. So I called him. I said, what you mad for? I'm not mad with y'all. I hope y'all the best of luck. So that puzzled him. That puzzled everybody, because nobody could understand, hey, what is going on? She's not supposed to be nice to them and happy with them or any of that. I lost um, some associates that were supposed to be my friends because I didn't get angry with her. Because I didn't fight her. My daddy, her her grandmother passed. I was right there. When her mother died while we was in high school, the only reason I couldn't be there was because we were in final exams. I wouldn't have been exempt from it because that's not my mother, and that wasn't a family member. So I had to go, but after school, I was right at her house. When her grandmother passed, I couldn't go because I couldn't take it. I didn't do funerals well, and she knew it. So we cried on the phone together because that's all she had. When my daddy died last year, she walked in that room, and she sat with me the whole time my sister sat next to me but my best friend sat on the other side of me that's what friends do for each other you're there for them you're there for them when she Called me the other day, I got a, a text message from somebody needed something about her and I texted her and said, Hey, I got somebody texting me about you. She said, Yeah, I gave them your name because you all I got. See a lot of people don't understand our friendship. She has nobody. Granted she still has family members, but the cousin that she was the most closest to, he got killed. He got killed. So she don't have anybody. She grew up with her grandmother. She lost her mother. So in high school, that was my best friend. When you saw her, you saw me. When you saw her, you saw me. When she got pregnant in the 10th grade, she withdrew and she went to beta. We told people she was in Chicago. And they was like, she come back from Chicago every day to pick you up from school, cause she picked me up from school every day. In her grandmother's Calais. Cause she was at the beta center pregnant, but most people didn't know. And they was like, How Tank can't get her every day? But then they was like, How she in Chicago and she can't get you from school every day? And we both laughed about it. Cause I said, you know, they asked me how you in Chicago and, and you come pick me up from school every day. And she was like, They so damn nosy. This the type of best friend you have when we both get our check. And we go, like, I was working at McDonald's in high school. The first one by Jones. And she was working at Taco Bell by the Magic Mall. And it was so funny. She said, quit. They said, they'll hire you over here and give you a dollar more. So I said, okay, it's a dollar more. So I quit and I went over there. Like, every job that I have left, with the exception of one job, I made more because I went to a better job. So I quit and i go and me and my best friend working together and we cutting up we would be the only two in there working and we open and close because she's older than me we open and we closing and we we know we having fun in, in at the job and everything and then when we get our paycheck we don't have any bills so we head to the mall we catch the city bus to the altamont mall i'll never forget this we're in high school we catch the city bus to the altamont mall not knowing we need to save some money to get back home, so when we get out the mall and we get ready to go back to the city, but she looked at me and I looked at her, she was like, "You got money left?" I was like, "No, you got money." She was like, "No, how we gonna get home?" And we both bust out laughing, so we had to call my mother and her grandmother to see could one of them come out there and get us. And Miss Thelma came and picked us up, and she talked talked about us so bad, and was laughing at us. She said, "I'll leave y'all two helpless stranded out here." See, that's the good times. In high school, I had good times. I was known by everybody. I was popular, even though I didn't hang with them. I was dating one of the popular guys, football player. Um, he <laughs> shit, that was crazy. He wasn't at Jones no more. But he would come bring me lunch every day, especially when I got pregnant. He would come out there and sit with me at lunchtime. And and we would just sit on the bench and talk. Literally, he would jog from Winter Park to, to, the, to the school and bring me lunch. Or if he had his mom's car, he would bring me lunch. So I hung with the popular people. We did no wrong as far as like fighting or any of that. We had fun in school. You know why? because we weren't trying to outdo each other. We weren't trying to down talk anybody or make fun of anybody or any of that. I had a boyfriend in the beginning. I had another one that came from Atlanta. Then I had another one, which ended up being my son's daddy. Um, Like we had fun in school. We, We enjoyed school. It wasn't about winning a popularity contest. You had that little circle, that little click, that, you know, they was in this clique and that they thought they were the, the only ones that mattered in 91. But that's not the case because the other people, us, we had our fun too. We was doing stuff and they were standing over to the side watching us. I could tell you from 10th through 12th grade, and I don't remember 9th, but I'm going to say 10th through 12th. I never wore the same clothes. I never wore the same clothes. I had a new outfit every day. You know why? Because my mother and my father, they spoiled me to the point where I had whatever I wanted. I had everything I needed in life at that age, but anything I wanted, I, I had it. My daddy assured that. Tank uncle, which was like a brother to my daddy, Made sure Tankerbell was taken care of too, so we had everything that we wanted. My dad takes me to Miami while I'm in high school, and we go to this mall, Day Day Dayland Mall, I think it was. We went to Dayland Mall. He took me to me, my dad, and my mom, and we get to Dayland Mall, and he said, "Baby, I want you to get some nice, custom-made Italian shoes. I'm taking you in this store, and this man gonna make you some shoes." So I'm looking and he like, what's wrong? I say, Well, Tanker Bell ain't gonna have the same shoes I got. He said, Well, baby, Tank ain't with us. I say, but I know what size shoes she wear. He said, Well, all right, go on get Tank a pair of shoes. Damn it, I should have brought her with us. So I I've got the custom made. I picked out the swatches that I wanted on my shoes. Cause this man actually made them. I wish I still had those shoes. And I said, well, I need another pair, but not the same color swatches, but similar. So I picked out her colors. And this is in, I want to say we was in the 10th grade then. It had to be the 10th grade. And I think my dad spent like $300 or more on those shoes each. It wasn't about the money. It was more about the the handmade shoes that we got a man that makes custom shoes, all leather. And I get to, I get back to Orlando and I call her and I say, come over, can, can your grandma let you come over? And she said, all right, meet me halfway. Cause we lived on the other side of each other. She lived on um, behind Washington Shores and I lived on the other side. We both was in the same area. So she comes over and I said, I got you something. My daddy brought you something when we came back from Miami and she said, what big, what big George brought me? So I pulled out the shoes. I said, these for you and these are mine. And she just cried and she said, thank you. And when my daddy got there, she said, thank you, Mr. George. And he said, you know, your ba- your friend ain't going to let you go. And my baby ain't going to let me buy nothing for her and not get you some. But then he came in the house with some bags of clothes for us. And he gave us those bags of clothes. And I said, Daddy, thank you. And I was like, Daddy... You just brought me some clothes. He said, well, I knew you was going to yell. Tank a bell didn't get nothing. So here goes some stuff too for Tank. Clint, Clint got, you know, told me this is the size she needed. And I talked to her mama. And this is what she got. So this is what I'm saying. Be popular with yourself. Be accepted with you. I walked into that school. Only people I knew was the few that came from Robert E. Lee with me. I didn't know all these people. I didn't hang down in the village with everybody. My cousin did because they lived down there. And when Ronicia was down there, she knew all of them. They knew her. They didn't know me. So all I could do was just be like, they know my cousin, but they don't know me. I'm not hanging out with them. I got to know these people. Because they they didn't know me. I rode the bus with them. They accepted me. Because I never hung out down there. I was down the street. And my grandmother didn't let me come out the house. She let me come out. But I had to be in the house before the, the street lights come on. And my cousin, her mama let her do whatever she wanted to do. And... That taught me a lot in life, but there's a lot of people like we had that killing down with the shooting, um, at the school in Florida. And I remember calling a teacher that's a a dean at a school. That's a classmate of mine. And I say, y'all have an alley like that too, because they said that they had, they call it a. Basically, it was a reject alley, an area in the cafeteria. The kids who people didn't, that, re, that was considered rejects, they sat there. She said, well, Cree, all schools kind of got something like that. I say, well, shame on y'all damn administrators for allowing that. How you going to make, let this go? And that's why these kids feel rejected and the anger and attention, it builds up. Because they're not accepted by anybody. They go to school and they're made fun of. How do you know this person's a reject? Oh, they always in school. So what? How do you know they're a reject? Well, look at their clothes. How can you determine somebody's a reject because they clothes? When I went to that conference last year, and the guy who used to be the manager of Run DMC, very wealthy gentleman, he stood in front of us. He looked like he was thrown away. He had more money than all of us sitting in there. He had more money than a lot of people had. And he made it very clear. He said, I know when I first came out here, y'all was looking at me like, who is this bomb? He said, I'm not here to impress you. I'm here to give you knowledge. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to encourage you. You're looking at my shoes. These shoes cost over $1,000. You're looking at my pants. They cost this. But they look ran down. But see, we become judgmental of somebody because of what they have and what they don't have or what they appear to not have. Just because you don't understand somebody and just because you don't understand what they're wearing, there's a lot of name brand things that don't look like Gucci, that don't look like Louis Vuitton, that don't look like Prada or any of those other names, Chanel and all of this, that are worth way more. But you judge people based off of what they have on, based off of your dislike of how they maneuver, based off of how they are accepted in society, based off of how they get interactions from other people, because you're broken and you have to heal. And the first step to healing is loving yourself. Why are you broken? Whatever happened to me in high school, happened to me in high school. Whatever happened to me in 2020, happened to me in 2020. I went through a bad breakup in 2020. Because I never opened my heart to anybody. Not even my kids' fathers. I had to come to acceptance of that when I realized. After being in an abusive relationship. You're not in love with anybody, you lust somebody. You're feeling the fact of you're not a by yourself and you have somebody, regardless of what. I almost lost my life behind that. And I had to realize, Secretia, you don't open your heart to everybody. Everybody's not meant to be in your heart. So when I started dating Ben, I opened my heart to him. And when we talked about it, I literally said, if I open my heart to you, you got the promise to not break it. And he said, I would never hurt you. And that's a lie that was told. That was a lie that was told because once I started opening up and, and he said, you got to let that wall down. You got a 16 year wall built up. You got to let it down. And when I let that wall down, all the types of disrespect started. See, we want to try to say, oh, you know, it was said by uh individual. He got a better woman now. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Virtually Impossible. In person, impossible. I have class. I have respect. I have me. I have self-love. I have my life. I'm not comparing myself to anybody. So how could you compare two people that you've never crossed paths with? See, that's the problem. Society. Society got a lot of people in their minds screwed up. They think that things are supposed to be a laughing matter at somebody else, but it's not. Because if you knew the relationship, you would have said she did the best thing in her life to get away from that person. That was the best move in my whole life, was to get away from that person and actually heal from that mistake. That was the best move in my life. While it was a a sad period in the beginning, I celebrate. See, they tag these people, they go and they try to start drama and think that's going to cause problems. All that did was cause this person to call me and ask if everything was okay. See, every relationship don't mean that you hate everybody if you leave it. Some relationships are better when you're not together. Some relationships are so much better when you're not together. I don't want him and I don't know what he wants, but it ain't me. And I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. I am perfectly fine with that. Had I, had we never even took this step, I would be just fine. I offered to give him back his ring when we broke up. He said, I didn't ask you for that back. I said, I don't want it. I sent it. They sent it back. See, when you have relationships that are built off of friendships first, and it wasn't rushed, then you have success. I don't have time to let anybody belittle me to give up on me. I fought a battle on September 11, 11th, 2003, and I didn't give up on me. So I'm not gonna let words try to take me out. I'm not gonna let somebody that's trying to um I don't even know what they're trying to do. But what I'm not going to do is let somebody tear down my character or who I am. Because even my my kids, my middle kids, their father came to my rescue. But he couldn't say anything because they locked something down. They locked it down where he couldn't make a comment. They wanted to think he came to side with them. But in reality, he came to put them in their place. See, I'm a damn good mother and always have been. One thing I do do is I'm my kid's mother. I'm not their friend. I love my kids, but I'm their mother. They got their own friends. I'm not trying to be my kid's best friend. I'm trying to be their mother. I'm trying to instill in them what to do. Do I have a child that has went to the left? Yes, I do. That's my thug. I love her to death. But my Brie is going to do whatever my Brie wants to do. Has she changed? She has changed drastically. But it took for her to want to change. I raised my kids. I put my kids through school. Out of my pocket. So right now, while most people saying about this loan forgiveness and stuff, my kids don't have that problem. At all. They have... Already taken care of. You know why? Because I come out here and I work. I work 7 days, 12 hours. If not longer. I'm on day 20 something right now. With no days off. Because I dedicate myself. To doing for my family. I'm not trying to. Um, I'm not trying to be accepted. By society. I'm trying to be accepted by me. I accepted me long time ago. So I'm as happy as I could be. You could call me fat. You could call me ugly. You could call me whatever. But inside is beauty and the best person that could ever be for me. So with that said, I want you all to really think about your life and how you want to live your life. Not on anybody else's terms, but only your terms. Have a wonderful Saturday and be safe. And remember, get your resume updated. I am gonna put up some stuff after work tonight, letting you all know where you could go on Fiverr and Freelancer to get your resume updated. It's all about improving us. And that's the campaign going into September to end out the year. A better you for 2023. Goodbye bye.